There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What the hell's going on? Happy Tuesday. Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kelvin Washington. I am Jonas Knox. Thanks for hanging out with us here. We're going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. If you're listening on the iHeartRadio app or one of hundreds of affiliates, uh, it's fun to be here, fun to be doing it with you here, K-Dub. And we're going to have a good time here on a Tuesday. Looking forward to it, man. I always listen to you. We've, I think we've done, we've done a show before right at some point i, I feel think like we did. so I think yeah we've we done one. Uh, i know we, we worked uh, never we just can we just crossed paths for years is that what it was well now we have yeah see yeah. no brand new you, so you were looking around to see if there was one laying around if we'd ever done one before <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah joel joel had to do some uh, work joel, behind the when you got the lion's head on you got to do a lot of creating because oh, it, it ain't happening <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to talk Detroit because you L- left us. Listen, I did. I told you I have officially left. However, it's like an old relationship. I check. I check on Facebook. I'll stalk the Instagram page to see if I need to jump on back. And uh, last year, I almost jumped on back. Things were looking kind of good. I was like, "Hey, I see you looking good. I see you got a new job, got a new hairdo." I almost jumped back. But hold I, on I'm a second. On. So you were a Detroit Lions fan? He's from My the entire D. life. Okay, so you're from Detroit. Yes. And you turned your back on the Lions. And yes. the second you do, they end Aaron Rodgers' career in Green Bay at Lambeau Field. So, okay, add a couple more years. It was on this very station, these very airwaves, that I said it was when Matt Patricia he and his laminated play calling sheet with the number two pencil. Make right. that make sense. Okay, when he became the head coach, look, Jim Caldwell, I'm not saying he was, you know, uh, uh, Bill Walsh or anything, but the fact is he had stabilized the team. They were winning. They were in the playoffs a few times. And then you got rid of him for Matt Patricia. And that was when, uh, you know, all all jokes aside, a lot of Lions fans kind of threw in the towel at that point. It was like when we finally have some type of direction, have something going, we got Matt Stafford, Megatron, the defense was really good. You get rid of him. Got that. But for Matt Patricia? Yeah, but if you've been through as much as they've been through already, I mean, come on. Like, like what's what's a couple more years of heartbreak at that point? How long do I have to be beaten and battered? Are you saying we shouldn't have let him back on, Noxie? I'm just saying, if you step in dog stuff once, 
Are you really going to complain if you do it a second time right afterwards? Do I have on you a pair of Jordans? Deal with it. Do I have a pair? If I got a pair of Jordans, I can't do it again. Well, I don't know. I mean, all I remember is that Wayne Fonts wore Hawaiian shirts. See, uh, from my understanding, look at that. So, you went back thirty years. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. That's how bad. You know all how right, bad it is. Back. Welcome back, Calvin Johnson. Quit football. Period. He didn't quit football and say, I'm demanding a trade like we see happening right now all around all sports, right? He didn't demand a trade. He quit. I saw Barry Sanders at the Super Bowl last year when he was in L.A., and I looked the man in the eyes. He still has not gotten over it. He quit football because of the Lions. Barry Sanders was at the game I was at with Miami. So was Jalen Rose. Well, Jalen's going to – he's going to rep forever. I mean, we recognize Barry. You almost quit radio. It ain't, ain't got nothing to do with football. You almost quit radio. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get the show started. Yeah, so there it is. Uh, so that is the uh, that is, so shout out to Detroit. Uh, some are still loyal. Some are trying to figure <laughs> things out. But uh, we move on here. Uh, and we're going to try and figure out what the hell is going on, not only in Detroit, not only in the NBA, not only in the NFL, but also what the hell is going on with the damn Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, and by the way, if you if you would like the perfect introduction to what the play-in tournament, which, by the way, tips off later on tonight, you got the Hawks and you got the Miami Heat. You mentioned trade requests. You've got the Atlanta Hawks. There's some rumblings out there. I believe uh, it was the ringer who pointed out that Trey Young mm. is could be traded as well, too. So why wouldn't you trade Trey Young? I mean, he's your best player. You know, he put on a show a couple years ago at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. where he had people, you know, spitting at him and doing a Trey's going bald chant. So why wouldn't a couple years later, after you get rid of the head coach, want to trade Trey Young during the offseason? But you've got all that happening. They're taking on the Miami Heat. And then you've got the Lakers, who couldn't catch a break the past couple of years, who now all of a sudden find themselves catching breaks because you've got one player for the Timberwolves breaking his hand, punching the wall on his way out of a game. And then you've got Rudy Gobert, who threw just an awful shot to the solar plexus at his teammate Kyle Anderson in the last game, final game of the season. So he's been suspended for this playing game coming up later on tonight against the L.A. Lakers. And then you've got Adrian Wojnarowski with the tweet of all tweets who sent uh, this out yesterday. Quote, the Timberwolves had to suspend Rudy Gobert for throwing a punch, but accepted that it was a shot to the chest with no intent to injure Kyle Anderson and understand that Anderson called Gobert a B repeatedly <laughs> on a night Gobert was playing hurt. Sources tell ESPN. The B I was referring to rhymes with ditch. So you can uh, you can use your, uh, you, your own math to figure out what that is. But that ought to tee you up for the NBA play-in tournament, which tips off later on tonight. How well, fired up. That was, well, clearly – but don't don't also forget this. Is, they're not in the play-in, so I, I, you know. But there were more fights. Got the Clippers fighting too. I don't know what was going on. I thought it was Easter. I thought it was a day in which it was supposed to be a holiday. Spend time reflecting, maybe on your religious beliefs or your family. Folks are just punching teammates all around the NBA yeah, that day. You got to get after it a little bit. That uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert has had a tough go ever since COVID. I mean, it seems to be all self-inflicted. But Rudy Gobert, you talk about uh, someone who, you know, they were like, oh, man, what a defensive stellar player. And he was an all-star because, really, they were doing it where, you know, a center has to be picked. Right. And there were like three centers left. So Rudy Gobert, I guess he's good. He blocks five shots a game. Now, between the COVID situation where he's, he's, he's spitting all over microphones and telephones, remember that, and got Donovan Mitchell sick. Donovan Mitchell's never been a fan ever since. Uh, a lot of his, a lot of guys in the league are like, he's not that good. Then he goes to Minnesota, gets traded, not having the best season. They're not that great. He's punching teammates. It's been rough for, it's been rough for the Frenchman. 
Yeah, it's been a little uh, dicey the past couple of years when it comes to Rudy Gobert. And then you just see the punching of the teammate and all all this crap that's ensued. And then you've got Minnesota who's sitting, you know, in this playing tournament and it looks like they're going to lose to the Lakers because now they're shorthanded, literally. Now they're shorthanded. <laughs> right. And so they're going to play, you know, whatever the 9-10 the matchup, they're going to play the winner of that as well too. And it just feels like Minnesota was, was heading in a direction. Yeah. There was a lot of promise there. Cat was starting to, to come into his own. Anthony Edwards was starting to play well. And then all of this happens. And it's the final game of the regular season. Like, can't you just wait it out? Just wait out one more game before you start throwing hands. What are we doing here? Do you give Minnesota any credit? Or is this a, you know what? Well, how does that even work? So I got to do the math on that. If you're in the play and you end up being in the play out, you played yourself out, you're lottery? So, yeah, the two teams that are out of the play-in – or the four teams that are out of the play-in tournament, so that would be the 9 and 10 after the whole thing is done, they end up in the lottery. So the way this works is that Minnesota, the the winner of the Lakers-Timberwolves game is going to be the seven seed. Yep. The loser has another opportunity to play. They'll be playing the winner of the Oklahoma City-New Orleans game that, that is coming up on seed. Wednesday, and they would be the eight seed. And the two sides from, from each conference would end up back in the lottery. So they've got 10 teams in the lottery, and then they throw these other four teams who who don't qualify after the playing round into the lottery as well, too. So my, my big question is, does Minnesota suspend Rudy Gobert a game if this was the 9-10 matchup and they absolutely had to win this game? That's what I would love well, to know. Right, and that's what I'm on. But I'm also wondering, I mean, do they want a chance at a lottery play uh, pick? And so they're like, look, if we can lose this game, lose the next, next, you know, we get a lottery pick um, or as opposed to, you know, maybe losing a few slots in the draft. Um, Because you would get Denver in the first round if you're the eight seed. And no, no playing team and and no play, no playing team has ever won. I think I do want a little bit of that smoke. I don't think, well, let me say it this way. Nobody fears Denver. Nobody uh, in fact, you have teams who are like, I'd rather play De- Denver because Denver hasn't proven anything. I mean, they haven't shown us anything. And yes, Jokic is really good, but that's the whole knock right now is that jo- Jonas or Jokic keeps winning, but he doesn't win in the playoffs. He doesn't have a seminal moment. He doesn't have something we can hang our hat on. He's just been good in the regular season. That's been the knock on him. So I don't think people fear that Jamal Murray's been hurt. He's playing well, but he's not at apex right now. Uh, they they have a they have a good roster. They got some good players, and uh, but I just don't think teams fear them. Like this, not the number one seed this year isn't the Kevin Durant. And yes, I said Kevin Durant Warriors. You know they're not the. This is a number one seed. Shaq and Kobe. This is a number one seed. You know maybe uh, the Mavs when they were in their prime. I don't think people fear the, the number one seed this year. The the scariest on the, teams, in the Western Conference. The scariest teams in the Western Conference are Phoenix and the Lakers. Yep, I and agree. So Phoenix agree. because now you got Durant who's coming back. And by the way, people could say whatever they want about Kevin Durant and say, well, he went and uh, chased down a winner and he's a front runner, blah, blah, blah. Dude, he won MVP two years that he was mm-hmm. in the finals. Uh, if he's healthy, they probably beat Toronto in that finals. They they completely fell apart physically, and he outplayed LeBron James both times he played him in the finals. Like that, those are just facts. So we can sit here and criticize Kevin Durant. He's shown up and played well in the playoffs. There's been some bad moments, but everybody's had bad moments in the playoffs. And then when it comes to the Lakers. 
just all of a sudden that midseason trade and or they they make the move at the deadline, they add in new pieces and LeBron James is now healthy. Those two are the scariest teams in the Western Conference. It's why I don't think anybody looks at the West and says they're even on par with how good the East has been all year. And I just think to me, you don't want any part of Phoenix and the Lakers are a scary proposition if you get into the into the playoffs. Well, the Lakers are scary too because they have what typically LeBron needs to win. Uh, and, and and that is, I've got an, an ace with me. I got another guy with me. I got my Robin, if you will, whether it's Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, 2020 in the bubble. And now Anthony Davis is playing like we expect him to play night in, night out. So Anthony Davis has given us what we, what we thought he would be. Also, I think he's given LeBron what I hoped he would be in that, dude, you can be the guy most nights. Not I have to carry it. I have to put a light of fire under your butt. So Anthony Davis has given them that. Then they got shooters, right? LeBron always needs some Kyle Cover, some James Jones, some Mike Millers around him. They got a bunch of that. A bunch of guys around him now who can knock down shots, real players. And then they got a sneaky guy who's an all-star-like guy in D'Angelo Russell who can say, hey, you're off a little tonight. I can pick up that slack. Yeah. Um, so they're they're actually loaded, man. The, you know, obviously us living here in Los Angeles, seeing them play, they're pretty scary. And, and that's why you said it. No one wants to play them. If LeBron goes zero dark 30 mode, Anthony Davis, you know, re- continues to play as he has. Who in the West do you look at and say, oh, that's an, they're an automatic. Like, I mean, Phoenix, well, they've played very well, but they're gelling, right? Yeah. They're, they're figuring things. They haven't been in a crunch, crunch a situation, crunch time. It's just been six or seven games with Durant. They've won all of them. But it's different. You know that in, in, in any playoff sport. It's like, okay, ooh, it's getting real now. Benches are shrinking. Guys are playing more minutes. It's more physical. So we don't we don't know exactly what Phoenix is. So it's going to be interesting. But I don't I don't I don't really fear anyone in the West. If I'm any team, I'm like we got a shot. Yeah, you just get in there, you roll the dice, and then you see what you got. And plus, the fact that it's not you know the NCAA tournament, the fact that it's not you know the NFL playoffs, that it's not a one and done that you've right, got a series right, right. to work with. You can kind of go ahead and uh, and navigate through that, and and hopefully we get some good basketball. I think. I think everybody just uh, I think everybody just wants, you know, just wants, uh, you know, the NBA playoffs to deliver at some point in some way, shape or form. And so you've got all that fun stuff coming up. And then the Trey Young, as we mentioned, that whole disaster that has turned out in Atlanta where then that was one of those deals where if you looked at on draft day when the the trade rights for Luca yeah. and Trey Young happened it was one of those rare times you'll see it in sports uh, Justin Jefferson Stephon Diggs when Buffalo and Minnesota made that deal it's the one time where you look at it and go so Minnesota traded away a top tier wide receiver for a draft pick and then used that draft pick to draft Justin Jefferson <laughs> who might be the best wide receiver in football it's worked out on both sides you kind of had that vibe with Trey Young and Luca, and then now you've got Luca not making the playoffs, and we can get into the Mavs fiasco as well too. And then you've got Trey Young, who, according to this report from the Ringer, is apparently on the trade block potentially this off season. Like, what the hell happened in Atlanta? Yeah, I, I listened. I think maybe. You'd hope cooler heads would prevail down there. Uh, maybe the expectations got a little high. You brought the great point. He's balling out in New York, and it, and it was like the perfect stage it's to say, awesome. welcome to the NBA. I'm here now. And it, 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 it was awesome to see a guy, as someone who was once vertically challenged. I guess, you know, I'm average now, but I was 4'11 in high school. Don't laugh, Jonas. I've seen you. Um, I was 5'3". Oh, 
You get some, get some fist pump right that, there. Yeah, huh? we, we did all right for yeah. ourselves. We did all right. See that? So as someone of the party, you know, formerly vertically challenged, it was great to see him become a villain, right? Not Because usually yes. smaller guys aren't yes. villains. It was, like, cool to see, like, here's this guy. He's lighting New York up. He's a villain. He's embracing. He's having issues with the crowd. Modern-day Reggie Miller against Perfect Spike Lee. example. Yep. Perfect example. And so it was good to see. It was fun to see. And I'm hoping that with the coaches, with McMillan, it wasn't working out, and maybe there was just some issues, and they can figure out a way to do it. Because Atlanta – the fan base there, they would embrace him. And you mentioned the trade. I've always thought about that. The trade worked out because Atlanta, the predominantly black in the city. You go back to the Michael Vick era in the NFL. Yeah. The crowd there's a, you know, they're they need something to come to the games about. A lot of folks in Atlanta are like my sister. We're from Michigan originally. She's been down there, you know, 10, 12 years. It's a whole lot of that in Atlanta. And a lot of the fan base doesn't isn't necessarily tied to them. So you need somebody who's box office. Bring us out. You know, we're not loyal like maybe in Philly, no matter what, we're going to be there. And, you know, so having Trey Young, a star who let him get in the playoffs. You never know what can happen. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's why this could be crucial for them. He gets in. He has a good – maybe they get in there and have a good series at some point and reminds folks, I'm a 30-10 and 10 capable guy, you know, and more importantly, I'm exciting. can make everybody pump the brakes a little bit because yeah. you need him. Listen, there, there ain't a lot of Trey Youngs walking around. I know everybody thinks everybody can score and do all that in the league. Trey Young is exciting. He, Like you said, he has villain tendencies, which is good because it makes folks want to come see him to either love him or hate him. Either way, you're buying a ticket. And uh, let's not pump the brakes before I just get rid of him. There's some box office to him. And then also, he's one of the guys where, let, let's just call it what it is. Steph Curry changed basketball in a way to where he made it okay. Because I've talked about this with uh, LeVar Arrington and Brady Quinn. Mm-hmm. We were doing the show. And I was like, man, could you imagine growing up playing basketball? Because we, you know, everybody played youth basketball growing up. And I was like, if I came up, dribbled the ball up the court, and pulled up from 26 feet and shot a three – my ass would get benched. The whistle would have blown so and, fast. Get and, on this bench. And, and my dad would have taken an extension cord to me out yeah. back. Like, he would have been furious. What are you doing? That's selfish basketball. Steph Curry changed the way that thought process worked and that strategy, that strategy in basketball worked and that whole mentality completely changed it. Well, Trey Young was one of the guys who was the first to start playing like mm-hmm. Steph Curry and successful. Like, it worked. And so the idea that because you've had a down year and he was butting heads, and, and one of the articles that I was reading said that the problem with Trey Young is that you had players in the locker room who kind of sided with Nate McMillan over Trey Young. Like, they thought Trey was the problem, not McMillan, and now he's gone, and Trey Young's there, and you just wonder, are players in that locker room looking around going, we don't want him, we want our old right. coach back. And I think that's where, so when ownership gives the front office a green light and says, well, you know, you can look into whatever you need to look into, including possibly trading Trey Young. If I'm a Hawks fan and I've been waiting around for somebody exciting like a Dominique Wilkins and you had Josh Smith who was there yeah. and you had a couple of years where you were kind of floating around the top, years. the Al Horford years yep. where you were the one C, but it was kind of like, yeah, but you no know, one the, believed him. Like yeah, Denver. the Cavs. <laughs> Yeah, that's great comp. Like, if I'm a Hawks fan, I'm looking around going, dude, we finally got a guy. He plays like Steph Curry. He's he's as close as we've seen, and it's successful. And now this, and we're in a play-in game. That's just not a uh, not a good thought to be, uh, yeah. a good thought to have if you're a Hawks fan. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I'll say this real quick. I know we're up against it. Pump the brakes. Guys are coming into the league at 19 years old, right? One year, yep. play six months in college, and I'm out of there. 
pump the brakes, still learning leadership, still growing literally as a man. Think about when you were 23, 24, you know, finding out who I am. What do I do? How do I take? How do I lead? TGI Fridays. Ooh, 23, 24. Yeah, uh, I think I just started being a uh, glorified street teamer in radio at that point. (laughs) I think that's what I was doing, hanging up banners and throwing out keychains. No, uh, their their sister station. what was it? 95, uh, channel 955. Channel 955. The sister station there. But my point quickly was pump your brakes, go back 30 something. Wow, 40 years. Magic Johnson. Remember, he got his coach ran yeah. out of town after a couple of years yeah. in, right? He was, people were mad. LA was mad at Magic. Who's this kid getting his, you know, settle down, figure it out, see what you got. You got something special, work it out. Because people forget. Magic Johnson, people were upset with him around here. He ran off the coach. He was running off this. He was disgruntled after a couple of seasons. And so I think that worked out for he and the Lakers, right? Yeah. Pump the brakes. You got something special. Figure it out. Find a way to wear And by the way, if you were 24 years old. Did I just old, compare Trey Young to Magic Johnson? Yeah, why not? Who cares? Piss, <laughs> off, some, piss off some Laker fans to start <laughs> off your day. But I, well, listen, if I was 24 years old and I had enough pull and enough stroke to where I could have gotten some of my bosses fired at TGI Fridays, I would have gone in and complained to them and said, that's cute. Here's a bus tub and a squirt bottle. Go spray Station 8. That's what that yeah. would have looked like. Those, so at least Trey Young's got some pull, you know? That Jack Daniels chicken strips you guys have? The real deal. Real deal. The real deal. Crack! Yeah. <laughs> For real. It ain't no White Castle. <laughs> it is. Uh, I know. I miss White Castle. The uh, Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. In for DP and the guys. Again, we are going to take you all the way up until noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific here on FSR. So coming up next, though, we do have a potential sneak peek into the future of some major moves in the NFL draft. And it's yours next here on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I I even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, a ton in 
include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Oh, man. It is the Dan Patrick Show here. He's Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. In for DP and the guys. Coming up in about 20 minutes from now, we're going to get into a topic that is near and dear to the heart of Kelvin Washington because things have completely changed for an entire sport. All right, so we're going to have that discussion for you in, uh, coming up in a little over 20 minutes from now. But uh, things could be changing near the top of the NFL draft. If you've been paying close enough attention, gambling is now a big part of the vernacular and a big part of the conversation when it comes to the NFL and all sports. And... There was some changes to where Bryce Young out of Alabama was the overall consensus to be the number one overall pick, even with the Bears sitting at one and then most likely keeping Justin Fields and trading away the pick. And then the Carolina Panthers trade up from number nine, give up a bunch of draft capital. They give up DJ Moore, a really good wide receiver. They go all the way to nine, and you saw all the draft odds completely change. And now C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State was the favorite almost immediately at well over three to one. Well, there's been some new reports and some speculation that has come out that Bryce Young really blew away everybody in Carolina. Frank Reich loves him. David Tepper, the owner, loves him. He took some uh, ST test or whatever the hell it's called. It's like some Wonderlick light test. (laughs) And apparently he he knocked it out of the park and was just phenomenal, much like Joe Burrow was when he took it a couple of years ago and went number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. And so all this new information that has come out and now the odds have shifted dramatically again where Bryce Young is back on top, almost a three to one favorite to be the number one overall pick of the Carolina Panthers. And so now CJ Stroud's looking around going, what the hell, man? I was projected to go number one. They had me at a pro day. I looked great in my semifinal game, but now we've got Bryce Young is potentially going to be that number one overall pick. And it's looking that way for the Carolina Panthers. Well, I had a chance to, uh, to super randomly call his championship uh, game when he was back out here in Southern California playing high school football. And obviously, we all talk about his size. He's small. He's not a big guy. But you ever been around somebody, and and it could be any facet of life. It could be sports. It could be academics. It could just be maybe that even just that it factor in life. Like People just like that person. He's one of those people that you you saw play. You're like, well, that just looks easy. You know, yeah. especially it didn't look hard. He didn't have to, you know, and obviously 
I don't want to make the where people. He works hard. He has trained his whole life. His father's invested. Like they're all invested in this. Um, but if you just watch him. You're like, oh, <laughs> that kid's good. Then he goes to college. You're like, all right, he's going to Alabama now. This is a big school. Let me just see. He's been playing at SEC. I don't know. Let me. Oh, like. He's just really good at this position. He understands it. He's trained for it. He's got the temperament for it. Uh, you know, for, by all accounts, his, his teammates and his coaches love him. So he just reminds me he's one of those guys like you're gonna try to find ways to outthink it. You know, like well, maybe he's too small. Maybe he's not this. And then sometimes you do that in life. It could be a, it could be a girl like man, maybe this, man. like no, she's she's right for you. That yeah. she's it. This job, that's it. This case, this quarterback, this kid, he's just it. And sometimes it just happens that way. And I think we we, we, we trick ourselves out and, and maybe, you know, Tua uh, did him a disservice a bit just because of getting injured and being smaller. Um, and obviously the, the Alabama situation, both playing there. But when you watch him, you're just like, oh, he's just really that good. When you listen to him, you're like, oh, he's the kind of the guy you want in front of the podium. Um, and he's just that type of talent. Then you got guys like Peyton Manning. Obviously, not only great as far as what he did on the field, but somebody just from a family of knowing football, because yeah. that can be two different things. His He's like, no, this guy's the real deal. And he compared him to Joe Burrow, and I kind of like that, because obviously he's smaller, but the way he gets the ball out, I remember watching Joe Burrow, and I'm like, that comes out differently than everybody else. Right. That pass is coming out, and I remember watching Bryce Young thinking the same thing, like, how is a small kid who's like 6'17", Throwing it like that, and uh, I'm just so I'm just I've always been impressed with him. You know, I could be biased. I was here, I saw him play, I called his game, but um, I think he I think he's the real dude. And I think these teams are realizing. It. In this case, the Panthers are like, yo, hold on, wait. I know he's not built. See, they Stroud. I know he's not huge, but sometimes he just is what he is. The last four or five years of his life, yeah, he's just been that guy. And to your point, just from the physical standpoint, so yeah, he's 5'10 and 1'8 or whatever the hell his measurement was at the combine. It was something like that. And it was like, well, he was listed at six foot at Alabama. It's like, okay. I mean, so they're embellishing on some of the numbers. I, have you been on Instagram? Why do you think they created filters? So you could right. embellish what you look <laughs> right. like. Everybody does it. We all know what's happening here. I watched him. And I swear to God, I don't look at him and go, ooh, he's 5'10". Nope. I don't I – don't, when I look at Kyler Murray, I go, that's a small guy who plays small, but he's so explosive – He's like the new UFO videos where he's in one part of the screen and another. That's right, right. When Kyler Murray moves, that's when I look at him, I go, oh, that looks like that tic-tac-toe craft that was in San Diego a few months ago that they spotted. Like it just, I look at it differently than with Bryce Young. I never get the impression, oh, small guy playing quarterback. It's just, oh, he's a good quarterback. And to your point on the Southern California ties and people listening out here on AM570 LA Sports, you know the long lineage of modern-day quarterbacks. Yep. And you know whether it's Matt Leinert, and I think it was Matt Barkley is another like, was one. Was JT Daniels there, too? Like a lot, like There's a lineage of great quarterbacks. And you talk to some people who covered Bryce Young, and they'll say, best of the bunch. Of all those guys, 100%. best of the bunch. And he shows up at Alabama, and I, could, I remember the, the first person who told me, watch out for him, was I was doing a show here at Fox Sports Radio on Sunday nights, and there was an Alabama spring game. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I mean, who's really watching the Alabama spring game? Of course, Brady Quinn is. And he says, <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm telling you right now, look at Bryce Young to win the Heisman. 
I'm t- I watched the spring game. I was like, oh, you're the one. He said, no, I watched <laughs> right, the spring right. game. I'm, t- I'm telling you, watch for Bryce Young to win the Heisman. He was a 10-1 to 1 underdog. He goes on. He wins the Heisman, best player in college football. You look at what happened last year, and like when people make the comparisons to Tua, because there's been other people that said, you know, from Alabama, and he's smaller. The I think the big difference between Bryce Young and Tua is Tua had pre-existing injury history, not just what happened with his hip and that bad injury he suffered against mm-hmm. Mississippi State. He had a couple of procedures on his ankles. He was banged up in that game when he, he was hobbling around when he played Joe Burrow, that classic Bama-LSU game that those two guys went back and forth on. And then you've got the concussions. Bryce Young only missed one game, and it was a little, it was a shoulder issue, and it was this past year. Other than that... It's off the charts. Everybody you talk to, it's just the fact that he's 5'10 and change that people are all hung up on. Yeah, and I think that we, we do that in all sports. I think we get a little lazy with that, right? This yeah. person's left-handed, so well, look at Manu Ginobis. Okay, right. just all right, right, just settle down. They're both right. left-handed, but they actually play a little differently. Um, and I think when I compare the two, I think he's I think his arm's stronger. I think he gets to pass out faster. Uh, they're both good as far as anticipation, but you could maybe, again, maybe Bryce is even ahead of him in that. Um I just watch him and I'm like, oh no, he's just that good. Watch yeah. him in high school. Oh, he's just that good. Listen to all the coaches. Listen to quarterbacks like Brady Quinn. Oh, he's just that guy. Listen to Peyton freaking Manning, maybe the most cerebral quarterback of all time. Yeah. You know, and he's like, no, he's that guy. He's Joe Burrow. Like, and Joe Burrow, the same thing. When you watch, all right, yeah, let me, let me, I hear the hype. Let me actually, I remember sitting down and really watching him. I heard the name. I'm like, let me watch. And you're just like, no, that's different. Yeah. That's different. Everything he's doing is if listen to his anticipation. Okay, two guys are covering that receiver. Okay, he got it there. All right, they're on him. He how did he get out of? It? He's not even that fast or loose. He just knew how to get out of that uh, that pressure and got made that pass. You just watch me. You're like, no, nah, he's really that guy. And he had that air about him. Joe Burrow gets in NFL. You're like, he still carries himself like yeah. I'm. I'm that guy. And Bryce Young is less uh, maybe bombastic or like you know uh, a little bravado. That's Joe Burrow. I don't know if he's walking around with a cigar in his mouth kind of guy yeah. and throwing up the money sign and he's all that. He's so much better if he was, you know, too. Th- that we need that. Yeah. It's fun, right? Come on, you know, man. We need a little bit of that. He, he does give you the G-Golly shucks Russell Wilson kind of. Not that extreme. Yeah, well, I mean. Russell's on the extreme end. Yeah, Russ is, Russ is way to the extreme. And I, and I can't imagine Bryce Young is going to demand his own office and his own parking spot if he gets to Carolina. Were you at imagine. Were you at the Super Bowl, the conventions in the radio row uh, when he was here in L.A.? Was, what was that last year? Not this past uh, yeah, year, year before. before yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. I tell people all the time. You, we used to hear all this stuff about Russell Wilson, the stuff you just mentioned. Yeah. Or even before it became so detailed, just little things, Ryan, Richard Sherman's and the Beast Modes and other guys. And just, I'm telling y'all, he ain't like y'all think, man. I'm telling you, we're like, oh, settle down, man. He's, he's a great guy. He's, he's well read. He's, he's a team <laughs> player. I'll tell you what, that Russell Wilson is the guy you want your son to be like. Right? We were hearing all that. And then I remember being at that Super Bowl. Now we're starting to hear little inklings here and there. Dude, Troy Aikman walks by, Emmett Smith walks by, you had celebrities who aren't even, you know, uh, just actor Anthony Anderson, this person, this person. You know where the biggest entourage, and I mean this by far? Russell Wilson. Like, as far as handlers, not entourage like a bunch of the homies. I meant just, she's covering this, she's covering that, he's on top of that, that's my guy, that's the security guy, that's the guy, she's just going to hold my phone, he's going to carry my briefcase. I was like, so, and he, because he's short... You literally see this like amoeba of people moving, <laughs> and you're like, "Man, who is that? Kevin Hart must be here. Like, what's going on? Like, why is there just a group of people following him? Like, literally, growing up in Detroit area, 
Favorite athlete of all time, any sport, is Barry Sanders. Guess who's walking around with just like three people? Oh, Barry yeah. Sanders. Guess who I was able to talk to, ended up coming back, got him on my show, then we chatted up, talked talk, talk about kids and life? Barry Sanders. Russell Wilson, you barely could see him. He's in the middle. He's got a circle of 12 people walking around, and just you're like, man, he's really kind of little, little. He's got some diva. Yeah, got a little more diva than yeah. I thought. Yeah, it's and it's funny because you heard rumblings like you mentioned about that the guys from Seattle because that was really what sort of fractured that team because they're on the doorstep of winning back-to-back yeah. Super Bowls. I mean, they're right there. And you'd make the decision to throw it on from the one-yard line and not give it to Marshawn Lynch when he was, you know, that was your opportunity to win the game. And from that moment on, that organization splintered because one of the thoughts was that they were trying to put Russell Wilson in a mm-hmm. spot to take over the reins and kind of move away from the Legion of Boom era that it, that it really kind of built the leadership and the foundation of the team. And there was some resentment there from the players. And it was funny when you go back to the to the season opener last year when you had Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll and the reunion and they're in Seattle. And it's like, man, Russell you know, was there. They brought a Super Bowl to see it. You think – and all of these former players that were never at any of the other games over the past couple of years, even Richard Sherman, who went and played for San Francisco, their arch mm-hmm. rival mm-hmm. afterwards. And man, they were all buddy, buddy. And they were all with Pete Carroll. And that right there told me everything I needed to yep. know. All the stuff you heard, the little, the whispers and things like that, there was validity to them. Otherwise there wouldn't have been the bad blood that, that existed last year. Especially when it's coming from a quarterback, like usually that guy has like bonded with the teammates, you know. So I mean, you got yeah. literally not to be funny, but T.O. crying—that's my quarterback. Like, you're the leader. You're the leader. You've been through it. We grew together. We had the ups and downs, and there's like sometimes. And we all know. We also know in real life, not just football. Time heals all wounds, right? So as you get separated from somebody, you're able to look back. You know what? Maybe I had a little. We were a little disgruntled. We had a couple little beefs, but you know what, baby, it's all good. Come here, baby. What's up? Yeah. It's all love. What's up? For them to still be like. Psh, Yep. Years later, yep. that lets you know. Because and, you and think of all the elsewhere. sports you see, right? Yeah, there was pit stops afterwards yep. and still they had issues. That's when you know. Because usually, how many times have we seen guys? I mean, like, God bless the dead. Shaq and Kobe, you can't get much more successful than them, right? You win three out of four. You're just uh, the best to talk of the league, the toast of the town. Yet they were a little beefed out at times. Yeah. a little. Uh, but then they were able to come back, thankfully, before his passing and, you know, and, and, and show love and really just look back and be like, man, I was just trying to figure out my way, be an alpha. You were trying to figure it out. It was all good. We were young knuckleheads. Like, they, you know, they made amends. And it's like, if you don't do that with your quarterback, years have passed. You guys went to a couple of Super Bowls. It just says a lot. Yeah. That really does to me. And then, and then, like I said, you start, I saw him. And again, I don't want to read too much into that. But then you just start to hear the stuff, parking spots, office time. Hey, yo, 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 Russell. Hey, man, talk to my agent. Uh, I'm a little busy. Hey, I see, should see you next Thursday at Andy, 8. he don't got one management. It's, it's sort of like Noxie, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. He gets accused of that going up on the fifth floor all the time. It's so a great be point. Be careful, Kevin. Uh, minus the Sierra part. He won't go to lunch with you. He'll... He'll go up on the fifth floor. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh. I'll, I'll say, call my handlers. That's what I. Yeah, that's my go-to. Oh, no, that's you, how you, I work. You're what? You don't. You're not that guy, are you? What are you talking? Look you're how not, I dress. Yeah, no. Come on. <laughs> no, you, not a big tr- fan of these sweatpants from Ross no, Dress for Less. Come on. T- no, no. You, you, you absolutely look like radio. 
That's all. Right. You look like you are bowling. Uh, yeah. No, I can't go bowling. I got to run upstairs. <laughs> no, and talk to yeah, all right, true. all right. Let me let me That's let me see works. what's going on. Next you know, time I run into you somewhere out in the bottom, let me see yeah. who you're hanging yeah, around. You got to be careful. That's how I operate. Uh, by the way, uh, give me Lavar's number real quick. <laughs> it is the Dan hey, Patrick Show. Uh, we are brought to you by Mercedes Benz. They say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes Benz SUV family proves otherwise. It takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes Benz dealer. Learn more at mbusa.com. He's Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. In for Dan Patrick and the guys. Coming up next, though, an entire sport has changed, and they're even changing some of the rules. We'll tell you who that is next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh, boy. Joel, you got problems, man. Hold on. You do the, hurry up and do, do the professional. Bring us back in so I can ask you a question. It's the Dan Patrick Show here. He's Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. In for DP and the guys. 
Coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now, we are going to have ourselves an update on a major story in the NFL that involves you. That involves you listening. We'll get into that for you here. Uh, Before we get into uh, the very latest on a change and whatever uh, Kelvin's going to team me up for that Joel (laughs) instigated here, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Panini, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, and all-time greats. The only place to collect them all is Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the damn Patrick Show for instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. What's going on, Kato? Well, okay, listen. <sighs> Women have never been maybe more empowered in their life. They're living their best lives. They're doing whatever they want. I look at my wife, for example. Full-time job, just her last little go at law school. We got three kids. We got what we own a business. Getting it. Shout out to the ladies. But listen, Russell Wilson, how would you feel some type of way if your wife walked? Did you see what Sierra wore to the, what was that, the uh, the Oscar after parties and right. all that, the vanity oh, yeah. party room? Did you see that? Hell yeah. If, essentially, it was dental floss, <laughs> you know, and, and that was about it with a little sheer thing of it. I mean, at some point, like, hey, 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 like, you guys, I got to send you a text in the middle of the night. Baby, look, that's why I keep a trench, tote, cr- trench coat in the trunk. Go put, listen. That there, there has to be too hey, much. That's too much pressure I, uh, on me. Now. You're no. a beautiful woman, but come on now. I'm good with it. You were good with that it. That works. She's hanging up. The guy's got it hanging up on his wall with the uh, jet centerfolds. J- I mean, <laughs> like I just think. Sixteen year old me, Joel. I just think. Uh, look, if you've if you've got a little something and you've got a a special gift to try and deprive the rest of us from being able to at least live vicariously through that gift, I think is wrong. So I think the fact that she was able to showcase her gifts and we could all just admire it kind of actually made me look at Russell Wilson and go, you know what? I'll let whatever you did slide in Seattle. Yeah, you know? that's why I did it. Yeah, he was let, like, "Hey, uh, hey, Cece, I need my credit uh, There's back. a little little pressure on me right now. <laughs> can you go put on that little thing I like when you do that thing when you do it? <laughs> can, you, way, can you do that? Can we do a side by side of Kelvin Washington and uh, and Russell Wilson and see how close these actually are? Because that that sounds like the Dave Chappelle skit where he's <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> sprinkle some chisel. crack on him, Johnson. But, well, I'm just uh, we because uh, everything, man. No matter what you ask him, like man, uh, good game, bad game. The oh, gee. Uh, uh, we're going to work harder. Uh, my teammates and I, we're going to come back. We'll look at the tape. I'll tell you what. I'm encouraged. Um, you know, right now we're heading and trending in the right way. Look, some you win, some you lose, some. That's life. That's this game. But uh, you're just like, oh, my gosh, man. Can you ever just be mad? Can you be happy? Can you right. When, team when the lineman went off on him and, and they were asking him about that, he – he went positive. <laughs> Listen, uh, you haven't been anything in life if you don't have uh, some uh, bumping of the heads, right? That's, that means that uh, you, we care, right? That means they care, I care, we care. And, uh, man, if you don't get mad, Let's cut ride. somebody out. Listen, I am one of the most nice, probably to fault, understanding, gracious guys. But even I lose it every now and again. Bronco Nation, let's ride. That's See? I need that on a t-shirt. That's the go-to. Like, at that point, do you, how corn, listen, there's a level of corn and I'm not saying he's corny. I'm not starting all that. But we all say something corny, right? We all have done yeah. something corny. I'm not saying he's. I don't want all that. But like when you say something, we've all like maybe with some impressive woman or say something cool. You make me make sure I look cool here. Would you walk away like, ooh, yeah, I, I should have said that. Did he think that or was he like, yeah, like they love that? Well, you <laughs> like, saw was his... he like, yeah, they feeling that. Well, he had that. Was it uh, Subway at the Danger Witch commercial? Like the commercial was so bad that I think Subway was like, "Listen, we've had some sketchy uh, people promote sandwiches here before." 
Yeah, we got to redo how we're writing this stuff for us. Uh, this is not not ideal. It was uh, bad. Yeah, it was yeah. real bad. And then he he did like a bunch of TikTok videos Ooh, that were yeah. just awful. Like, listen, ah. I mean, TikTok's got its own problems, but. It's, I don't. I don't think you need to add to it with just. Shouldn't we ask ball. the question? Was Denver the right stop for him? Did he choose the wrong team? I mean, I don't know. I don't that know how to. I don't. I mean, are it, you saying from the the hip factor or just the team in general? Oh, are you saying because they uh, some stuff is okay in Denver that's not okay in other places? Are you talking about the Green Wolf? Are you I, talking <laughs> about uh, some of the hippie lettuce? Left-handed cigarettes? Uh, Is that I what you're talking about here, Joel Elliott? I personally think he just chose the wrong team. Oh, I think okay. he should have went somewhere else. Man, let's ride. I'll tell you. I'm, I'm going to say that the next time me and my boy is going out. But yeah, you want to go here? No, you want to go there? All right, well, we figure, yeah, but me, I'll meet you there. Let's go. Let's ride. Yeah. I'm going to see how that works. Let's see what they say. Who's driving? Homeboy Nation. Let's ride. <laughs> Homeboy Nation. Yeah, let's ride. Yeah, just see just see how that lands with uh with certain people. Yeah, I'm sure that would go over well. Oh, although although I would say this though, I don't feel the least bit bad for the Denver Broncos, and here's why. The Denver Broncos have had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and Russell Wilson, despite all his cringe, is going to most likely be a Hall of Famer. They're gonna end up with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and they didn't deserve any of them. They fell in their laps. John Elway yeah. Didn't want to play in Baltimore, was going to go play for the Yankees, and ended up in Denver. Peyton Manning, everyone thought his neck was going to fall off when he left Indianapolis. That's why he went to Denver. And Russell Wilson burned every bridge in Seattle, and that's why he ended up in Denver. So for the third time, it's not the charm for the Denver Broncos at least one year in. Well, I mean, that's a good point, though. I like how you ended it because as much as we've been with one on his back, we've been making fun of him, we're laughing, you know, it didn't look good. You know, it was just one season. New situation, new Sean coach. Payton. Yeah, no, Sean Payton coming back. Sean and Sean Payton ain't taking that job no, if if he doesn't think he can, you know, make some things right. <laughs> no, that's for not. sure. In fact, Sean Payton's one of the guys who probably when Russell Wilson drops a let's ride, he would be the one of the guys to call him out and say, Let's ride where? Where do <laughs> right. you want to ride to? Let, let's not. Back How to about last that? Phase? So you, you want to go uh, thank God for the Raiders, otherwise we'd be the laughing stock of the division. Like man. that's that's how things are in Denver. Well, anyway, I'm enjoying this ride, you and I, man. There's no, a whole lot is. left. Let's ride. Yeah, we're an hour in. And, so, and we got a couple more hours to play with here on the Dan Patrick Show where Joel Elliott tries to get us all fired off the air. Nice. Appreciate it, Joel. It's the Dan Patrick Show. We're back for hour two next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.